From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's just in. It's just in. We got tickets. You want to go to the outdoor game? But you had to buy eggs instead? We got you. Our friends at Window World have a pair of tickets for you and a buddy to be at the Hurricanes Capitals game February 18th. So starting Thursday, listen to us every afternoon for a special keyword. Text that keyword in, and you might be the lucky ones to witness history at the Frozen Pond at Carter-Finley Stadium. All starts Thursday. Mark it down. Thursday. Keywords. Text it. And you might get selected for the Stadium Series game. The refrigerator showed up today at Carter-Finley Stadium. The big uh, the big refrigeration truck. It's pretty interesting how they explained where it is on, in, in the stadium parking lot in relation to how they're going to get the pipes over the concourse down to the field and get that thing ready to go and make a sheet of ice. And the science behind it is pretty interesting. My only concern was how many beers can that thing freeze? That's what I wanted to know. Give me some crispy boys. I couldn't get an answer. Yeah, speaking of, uh, I mean, we all, we each have our own mortgage guys, but <laughs> you're going to need to lean on them to buy the drinks at that game, my yeah. friend. Yeah, I know. I mean, you need I to know. be I know. careful getting all willy-nilly with what beers you're looking for. Yeah, what's funny, <laughs> speaking of beer, speaking of beer, uh, before we answer some Hey Joe questions, so the the guy uh, who who puts this all together, the head of the of the of the facilities management, all that stuff, he answered some questions today, and the PR guy was like, "Anything else?" And I said, "Yeah." You guys sell the water because you know things gonna wrap up. They don't keep ice forever. It's gonna melt. So apparently, they break it up into chunks and they take it out of there. They don't just like let it sit there for a couple of weeks and let it run off. It's not what they do. They break it up, they take it out, then they melt. And I said, come on. I mean, we live in an era where where Tom Brady sat on the beach to announce his retirement. Some woman went out to that spot, scooped up some sand, and sure put it did. on eBay. Yeah, sure she did. There were people that were selling water from Splash Mountain, Joe. I know. I know. So you telling me that people wouldn't buy Stadium Series water? Water from from Splash from Mountain. Splash Mountain. Here was my here's my suggestion. Would you drink a beer that was brewed with the no. water from the ice? I don't think that's. I, I think that's got reclaimed. It's boiled out. Golf course territory. <laughs> You're veering into the wrong. I know you'll basically drink anything. You have established this, but no. <laughs> All right. No, not even for you. Would I say let's, no? Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. I mean, it's 20,000 liters of water that they're using or so. Yeah, no, you can make a, a lot, lot of beer with that. It's a lot. You they can should make just up. water the grass at Carter Finley with yeah, it. That's going to be dead yeah. after they're done taking up those plastic flooring tiles. Because they're covering. Like I said, they're just water it. They're covering the whole <laughs> thing. They're going to have to reseed that bad boy, all yeah. that fun stuff. Okay. First one comes from Doug. Hey, Joe, when was the last year NC State was ahead of Duke and Chapel Hill this late in the season? Do we have a date for that? 
because NC State's ranked in the AP Top 25. Now, mm-hmm. knowing that the rankings don't mean anything, people like the little fun facts about the AP Top 25, but State's ranked at Duke and Carolina aren't. Yeah, that's uh, December of 82. What? From, wow. Tim, from Tim Peeler. <laughs> Wait, what? Our what? friend of Tim. And I honestly, I had to look it up because I was just not understanding how Carolina won the national title in 1982. Yeah. So for the 82-83 season, they had uh, a player. Um, I don't. I, I mean, I can't think of his name. It'll it'll come to me at the top. Uh, didn't we, oh, didn't we just it, celebrate it, it on Friday? Uh, it was from Wilmington. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, they had that guy on their team. They're the, they, they were the reigning national champions, and somehow <laughs> they weren't ranked, which made no sense to me until I looked up and they had lost to Tulsa in the Oil City Classic. Oh, oh. So, there you go. December nice. of 82. Nice. Yeah, uh, and uh, while you got me on here, um, yeah, it used to be State and Carolina, just in case you're, you're like, not that old and you don't realize. Uh, that was until Mike Krzyzewski and ESPN kind of put this whole thing together. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Duke was 11-17 and 17 in the 82-83 season. Yikes. So they weren't exactly lighting the world on fire mm-hmm. back in uh, Mike Krzyzewski's third year. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's been a long time. But, you know, that didn't really happen. It's always been Duke and Carolina, and it always delivers, yada, yada, yada. Saturday delivered. It was a good game. It was a good game. All right, next up. Also from Doug, hey, Joe, last year entering the NCAA tournament, UNC was unranked as an A seed. They lost Manic. Should this be the kind of season folks actually should have expected? I mean, we have enough of a sample size now with this particular group. I don't think this is a I don't think this is a Hubert Davis question yet. Cause he's got some top recruits coming in. Let's see how he does with his top recruits. I think this is specific to the group. And as we're coming to find out now on the sample size, they're a good team. But the idea that they were gonna be the number one team in the country with expectations win the title. I tried to caution everybody saying, what if last year was just a hot streak? What if Brady Manick meant more to the squad than we were giving him credit because we get caught up in Armando Baycott's production and everything else? Well, as we're coming to find out, Joe, Brady Manick was kind of the glue to make this thing work in the last month of the season in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think you're 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 hindsighting it. Not you, but I think in general this question is a little bit of hindsighting. Mm-hmm. They had four guys back from a team that played for the national title. Yeah, in this age of college basketball, mm-hmm. that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm sorry, I did not expect them not to be ranked. No, I'm sorry, I did not expect them to go over there and lose the Duke. No, I'm sorry, I did not expect them to still be waiting for the light to come on. And yeah. I think that's the position that Carolina's in. We can talk about why they are in that position, and Brady Manick is certainly a big part of that. But no, it's not realistic to think that you could have four guys back mm-hmm. in two thousand in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three and not have any consistency or any holdover from the previous year. That's not realistic. But what is the consistency? Is the question. But the way that they ended that season, mm-hmm. you would think at that point, where, where has that Caleb Love been? Where has that R J Davis on a consi- altogether much, been? Right? Much at the beginning of the show, I pushed back on the idea that you're entitled to have a certain amount of free throws per game. Right. Well, nobody I'll, owes you anything. Nobody owes you anything. Just like I'll also push back on the idea that just because Carolina's had a redemption year, that Virginia was able to come back from being the only team to lose to a 16 seed and turn it around and win a national championship, you're not owed a return trip. 
again, I, I'm not trying to hindsight it. I'm simply pointing out that caught up in the hysteria of what we saw last year and the factors that helped put it together, which Duke was a huge part of it, none of those things are necessarily there. And I thought it was a valid question to ask if last year was just a team getting hot at the right time and that you would see a return back to what they are. And right now, what they are is a flawed team that can't get things going consistently on offense. They're also not that great defensively, but offensively, it's their biggest issues. I know the stats have been put out there. They're one of the lowest points per possession teams in the UNC, you know, in UNC history, right? Uh, Brian Ives over at the ACC Network showing you just how bad they are as a three-point shooting team historically. And most of that has come from what group? This group. That's the thing. That's why I get back to sample size. This is not Caleb Love's first rodeo. This is not R.J. Davis's first rodeo. It's not Armando Baycott's. When you look at what it's been from Roy's last season and the last two years of Hubert Davis, it's kind of been what it is. So I don't think it's I don't think it's too revisionist. I think it's a classic case of what happens in the offseason where the teams with names typically get the benefit of the doubt. Simple as that. And Carolina was a recipient of that in the same way Duke's been a recipient of that. Kentucky's been. How many times does Gonzaga come back sure. every year with, it's Gonzaga, and they're going to do the thing. And we saw how they are this year. A lot of the same parts, yeah. though. That's yeah. the rarity in college basketball. And I do think Gonzaga has had that type of consistency with their roster. I think that's the differentiating point here. Next up. I got a proposition for you. From Sean. Hey, Joe. How can Davis and Shower be expected to compete with a top 25 program <laughs> and established coach in NC State with Keats? <laughs> you know what? We're gonna, I want to take some phone calls at the top of the hour because I feel like it's it's a heat check Monday with some of the things that we saw this weekend. All right, next up. How you doing? This one comes from Todd. Hey, Joe, the NHL All-Star Weekend was not well received. How would you grade the NHL brand right now? Joe, let me ask you a question based on based off this question. Is there an all-star game that's well received? In 2023? Yeah. Um, and we still pick pick nits with baseball, which was the gold standard because mm-hmm. it's in the middle of the year. Yeah. Um no, NBA probably All-Star not. Game. Probably not. Pro Bowl, NHL All-Star well Game. Well received. Yeah. No, we we like to be critical of things now. Sure. Yeah. We we're typically critical about what is supposed to be a fan fest. All-Star games are glorified yeah. fan fests. I don't think they're made for television products. They're there for you to see some cool stuff. Which I think kind of leads into what I at least saw some of the NHL All-Star game. There's a balance you gotta strike now in twenty twenty three. You gotta be able to put something that's on television. Yeah. But you also have to have viral moments, which would explain some of the stranger things that I saw on Friday night. If I could also go boomer for you here yeah. for a second, we got, we got the ho- hockey's issue is they have a participate participation ribbon problem. Mm. They want to do the divisions. It's like just give me an Eastern Conference team, give me a Western Conference team, let them play three on three, let them do whatever they need to do. But you know this whole I'm going to play like a round robin of divisions, like it's the World Cup. Uh, uh, it's it's very confusing. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, that's Hey Joe. By all means, use that hashtag, Hey Joe. If you got questions for us, we answer them at the same time every year. Hey Joe, brought to us now by Oak City Sports Cards. Shout out to Oak City. We appreciate the sponsorship of Hey Joe. I have an interesting soundbite for you, Jillio. Okay, and I'm I, ready. Want, I want you. I want. 
You haven't heard it yet. I have not. You have not heard it yet. I cannot wait to set up this soundbite from Sean Payton, who was introduced as the Denver Broncos head coach, and I cannot wait to get your immediate reaction. We'll do that next. I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, when it comes to retirement, how do you factor inflation into your financial fill-up? <laughs> well, that's a big thing these oh, days. Yeah. How do we counteract this? We make sure that our money's in the right place. We make sure we can't lose a lot of our money when we get closer to retirement. We need to make sure that we have an inflation-protected plan for the next 10 people who call. We'll put it together for them, Tim, at no cost or obligation. They'll even get a bag of my new coffee when they come in. Call 800-691-3215, or you can text my name, Tim, to 600 600- 700. Just make sure they know that you heard about it here on The Drive. Check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Leave some comments. Fight with Jake Paul fans in the comments if you want to. But it's all there on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan Raleigh. Also check out our Best of the OG podcast. And go ahead and follow Brief History of Triangle Sports. New season comes out next week, exploring the Raleigh-Durham Skyhawks, everything from what the heck that team was to how close we were in the triangle to getting an NFL team and how the failure of the Skyhawks actually set up some changes down the line in the triangle that impacts how you see things today, including the stadium series. Also, why the Raleigh-Durham Skyhawks are to blame for people using the hyphen of Raleigh-Durham. Raleigh-Durham. Think about it. It's the late 80s. Nobody had heard of Raleigh. Nobody heard of Durham. It was a TV market. And now all of a sudden it was, oh, wait, wait, wait. There's this We Laugh League team. What's going on here? The team that never won. I'm slightly disappointed that you 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 didn't use it as the tag. but Well, you know, we have other people who now. I know. Trust me. I know when it comes to naming things. It's yeah, not always it's under say, your control. Sometimes I can say you, <laughs> you and I kind of created a beast a little bit. Yes. You know, and they're like, all right, other people coming in. And they have ideas, and that's fine. It's collaborative. That's where we're going with this. So anyway, go check that out. Uh, Brief History of Triangle Sports. New season comes out next week, so go ahead and follow that today. All right, so Sean Payton is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson is his quarterback. Russell Wilson goes about things in a very Russell Wilson way. You might have, speaking of podcasts that we did, (laughs) you might know that had you listened to Never Failed, the Russell Wilson podcast, which, by the way, I saw some podcast numbers today. Shout out to people who are still discovering that podcast and learning about our boy Russ. As Sean Payton is about to learn about our boy Russ. Coach, uh, Russell Wilson had a personal coach, Jake Heaps, in the building with access who wasn't on the staff. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. How do you feel about um, players having their own people off the staff in the building access to players? Yeah, that's foreign to me that that's not going to take place here i mean i'm 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 unfamiliar with it but our staff will be here our players will be here and that'll be it oh boy all right joe i want your first reaction to that sean payton learning about wait he's got his own personal coach who's in the building he's got his office what my first reaction was but that guy should have been fired because (laughs) russ was terrible this year uh my second reaction is I think Sean Payton just needs to tell Russ to run because I, I just I re, I respect the fact that he has tried to make himself into a complete quarterback, but he just really struggled this year without running the football. He just basically has stopped running the football. Mm-hmm. And NC State fans will always remember the two-yard Hail Mary and the, his ability to outrun Carolina's defense. And Seattle fans will always remember 
the drives that he extended on third down with his ability to scramble and to run. And I just think he needs to get back to that. But yeah, my first hope was it wasn't uh, our friend uh, Dana Bible. That was my first hope. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. (laughs) Uh, But my second hope was, my second thought was, yeah, you got to get rid of that guy. To the Super Bowl. You got the Eagles and the Chiefs. I love when the Eagles are in this position because the crazy comes out. Uh, this is from some folks in Philadelphia. Uh, this is from one Twitter user, and it's been confirmed by others. Philadelphians are yelling, go birds, instead of present at jury duty roll call right now. Go birds. I love it. Uh, from Matt Friedman, who covers this for uh, NJ.com and Politico. This is not only were they doing it, but they were specifically instructed that it was permissible as a response for present. So back in December, I went up to go visit my brother-in-law and my niece and nephew. They live in Ocean Pines, Maryland, which is not too far from Delaware. And we drove up into Rehoboth Beach to go hit this subs place called Casapulas. Okay. Casapulas doesn't mean cheesesteak. You know, cheesesteaks aren't just a Philly thing, right? You you can you can find these things and it's a regional thing, not a Philly thing. So Casapulas does these incredible cheesesteaks. And the most Philadelphia freaking accents were coming through this cheesesteak place as we were getting some to go orders. And sure enough, this is December when the Eagles were still on a hot street getting ready for playoffs and all this stuff. Sure enough, guy gets his food, he walks out. Go birds. Another guy comes in, chats up with the cashier, gets his stuff on his way out. Go birds. Hey, man, this is what I like when some of these Northeast corridor teams get into the big games because this stuff comes out. I love it. You got to remember, too, I'm 47 years old. When I'm growing up, the Giants win the Super Bowl twice. Mm -hmm. The Washington team wins the Super Bowl three times with Joe Gibbs. Then the Cowboys end up reeling off, I think, three of them, right? Two with Jimmy Johnson, one with uh, the guy from Oklahoma. So all of that time, Philly just had to sit there in the NFC East and sit there and stew and eat it. And now's their time. They won it in 17 with the Philly Special, big Nick Magic, and now they get a chance here in 2020, the 2022 season to win a second. Well, the crazy thing is, unlike what happened with Nick Foles and that big Nick energy, I don't think the Jalen – like, we knew what Nick Foles was. Nick, Nick Foles falls into a category of the backup quarterback who gets hot and takes a team to the promised land, sometimes wins it, sometimes doesn't. Also a perfect fit for that offense. Yes, yes. Hurts looks like something that's sustainable for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not saying they're coming right back because you got to remember the Eagles oh. end up blowing everything up in the last five no, years no, no, to no. get back to this point. You, sustainable is a window. I yes. think Hurts is a lot like Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And I just as I said about Russell Wilson, if I'm Hurts, I keep running the football, man. That's what that's why you are who you are and where you are right now. Yeah. It's the most difficult thing to defend in all of football. So keep doing it. Even if that means you're the Eagles and you have a six year window. Well, wouldn't it be awesome to win the thing three times in it six would, years? It would be nice. To win twice in nice. six years? It would be nice. Heck, if you're the Eagles, to win once in six years is pretty darn good. And what happened with the Eagles also is an example that other NFL teams can probably get around to about those windows. If you realize your window is closed, you might as well just go ahead and blow it up. 
This which is, they did. Which is something that the Seattle Seahawks probably should have done sooner rather than later with Russell Wilson. You mentioned the Cowboys. It's probably something the Cowboys should consider. The fact that they're bringing back Mike McCarthy, the fact that they're Ugh. trying to play out the string with Dak Prescott. Was it Brian Schottenheimer is going to be the new offensive coordinator yes. for the Cowboys? Like, what the you, Jets' offense was what, so what, good. What are you doing, Jerry? What do you do? Seriously, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, the Eagles. I'm not saying like it's all. It's easily replicatable. I'm not trying to get well, at you that. You got to have talent, and you got to have talent. Well, you got to hit over years. You got to hit, but it shows you that you can blow it up and find success sooner than later with hitting on the coaching staff, hitting on players, and let that be a lesson. Unlike the Dallas Cowboys, who think that doing the same thing over and over and over again with no success is going to eventually br- you're due. I mean, that's kind of like what their what their angle is. Oh, we're totally due. Fallacy, yes. we're, oh, no, we're due. We're due next year. The next one's my one. This is it. I can feel it in my plums. No, no, it's it's, it's not happening for you.